the bearing fruit podcast welcome to the second episode of the christmas season welcome this is exciting this is very exciting i hope you enjoyed the last episode um from the christmas season i hope you are loving the christmas content on the bearing fruit pod instagram page um i have loved creating it um i love just anything to do with christmas i I'm pretty sure you know that by now, but um, yeah, I hope you're loving the Christmas content on the Instagram page because that is something I kind of really worked hard on to really, I think, make it look presentable, but also just give you that Christmassy spirit, you know, to kind of just spice up your feed. Um, so I have loved doing them. I have loved posting them um, and I have loved doing the Christmas episodes and planning the Christmas content. So I'm very happy. <laughs> I'm one happy gal. Um, but I hope you're enjoying the Christmas content. Um, we are, I think, actually, no, we're not halfway. I think we've got three more Christmas themed episodes. Um, and then we're into the new year. I'm pretty sure. Um, or maybe two more. I'm not quite sure, but we are there. We are into the season of amazingness and all the happiness and all the joy um but this is actually well this was actually meant to be the first christmas official christmas episode um at least this was the episode i was planning on releasing as the first christmas episode but then we had last week's episode um that i accidentally not accidentally but i think it coincidentally fell into the week of christmas and i was like you know what it's also very Christmassy themed. So it's like, all right, I'm going to make this the first episode of the Christmas season. So that was the first episode. This is now the second. <laughs> if you have not listened to the first of the Christmas season, um, make sure you uh, listen to it after this one. Don't go anywhere. Listen to this one first. Um, and then make sure you've listened to the other one. Um, but happy December. Uh, this is crazy. I cannot believe this is already December. I feel like I just got out of lockdown like two weeks ago and now we're in December. Um, that is insane. I feel like I also just put down my tree from last year. Um, everything is happening. I cannot believe the year is flying by, but at the same time, because the majority of us in Sydney at least was in lockdown for a long time, um, well, we're in lockdown, um, I feel like most of the year has just been robbed by us, you know, robbed from us by COVID. Um, so, yeah, I feel like this year has just been a blur, um, but also so much has happened, at least in my life, that I'm like, wow, I cannot believe it's already December. Um, but, yeah, I'm super excited for these episodes, um, and I hope you enjoy them. I hope you are loving them too. Um, but today, we last week we kind of spoke about, you know, Jesus and the characteristics of Jesus and just, I mean, it's no surprise, but just the, the amazingness he is, you know, the good heart that he has and 
just how he walked this earth. Um, but this week, we are going to be talking about, I guess, just what happened before the birth of the man who changed the world. Um, and we're going to be talking about the woman who did birth the man that changed the world. Um, and I want to start by talking about one of the greatest moments or events, should I say, before Jesus was born. And that was what we now call as um, the Annunciation of the Birth of Jesus Christ. And if you're not familiar with this event, which I think also changed or, I guess, shocked the way we perceive Mary's faith, it's basically this event that occurred um, of which Mary received a visitor that is the angel Gabriel. Um, Is it Gabriel? Gabrielle? I don't know how you say it. I'm pretty sure it's Gabriel. Um, I've heard a lot of different ways people say um, that name, but I, I think it's Gabriel, um, who announced to her that she would be pregnant, basically, with the most important being there ever was. Um, now, I don't know if that is... I don't know how she would have reacted to that news. Um, I can only imagine what my feelings would be like if this angel just appeared to me and said, you are pregnant with uh, the man who is the son of God. And like, I can't, like, it makes me want to laugh because I, I'm literally the most like imperfect person to even like, you know, replace Mary in that sense. But I'm just trying to like gauge what her, I guess, emotions would have been like. Um, and I'm pretty sure she was quite young. I'm pretty sure she was a teenager as well. I'm not sure. I've read a couple of narratives about how young she was when she was pregnant. But I can only imagine the fear and the confusion and, like, just, uh, like, the shock. Like, can you even swallow that pill? Like, I don't know. I guess I wouldn't know unless I'm in that position. But that is insane. But... I just want to rewind this a little bit. Um, so before all of this, um, Mary's cousin, so Elizabeth, was also pregnant. Actually, before she got pregnant, her and her husband were actually trying to conceive. So they were quite old. I'm pretty sure um, they were in their 80s. They were really old. Um, but they were barren. They had no kids. Um, I'm pretty sure... You know, she would have suffered a lot of losses um, with miscarriages and, like, babies. And, like, I'm pretty sure she had the run of it when it came to trying to get pregnant. Um, it, I don't think it says how long they were trying. But I'm only assuming that they were trying for years if she was that old. Um, so now, similarly, as Angel Gabriel appeared to Mary... Angel Gabriel also appeared to Elizabeth. Actually, sorry, I scratched that. Not to Elizabeth, to her husband, Zachariah. Um, now, I'm going to read you this event straight from the Bible, which can be found um, in Luke chapter 1, verses 11 to 20. Um, and it reads, Then an angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing at the right side of the altar of incense. When Zechariah saw him, he was startled and was gripped with fear. But the angel said to him, Do not be afraid, Zechariah. Your prayer has been heard. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son, and you will call him John. 
He will be a joy and delight to you, and many will rejoice because of his birth. For he will be great in the sight of the Lord. He is never to take wine or other fermented drink, and he will be filled or other, any other fermented drink, and he will be filled with the Holy Spirit even before he is born. He will bring many of the people of Israel to the Lord, back to the Lord, their God, and he will go on before the Lord in the spirit of the power of Elijah to turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the disobedient to the wisdom of the righteous, to make ready a people prepared for the Lord. Zechariah asked the angel, How can I be sure of this? I am an old man, and my wife is well along in years. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel. I stand in the presence of God, and I have been sent to speak to you and tell you this good news. And now you will be silent and not be able to speak until this day happens, because you do not believe my words, which will come true at their appointed time. So, that in itself is wild. And I think, well, in the Bible, Elizabeth actually remained for five months isolated because an angel Gabriel obviously said, you know, you're not allowed to tell anyone. Um, so no one knew, right? Not even Mary. Now, fast forward to the angel Gabriel appearing to Mother Mary. Um, I think it's better I read it straight from the Bible because... I want to say exactly how it's been told. Um, and this can be found in the same chapter, um, but verses 26 onwards. Um, and it reads, In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel... Sorry, so that was I said she was, I think, isolated for five months. I'm pretty sure it was six, um, now that I'm reading it here. Um, okay. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, Greetings, you who are highly favoured, the Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord your God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be, Mary asked the angel, since I am a virgin? The angel answered, The Holy Spirit will come on you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age. And she, who has said to be unable to conceive, is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May your word to me be fulfilled. Then the angel left her. Okay, so I've read this passage several times and every time I read it, I get tears in my eyes and like goosebumps because like all of this has happened. And like to me growing up, this was always a story. Um, but I need to remind myself that this is something that actually happened. Like this is a true life event that occurred 2000 years ago um because this was the beginning of the greatest love 
to ever exist, to ever happen. This was showtime. Like, this was about to go down. Like, a king like no other was about to make his greatest debut and one that we talk about 2,000 years later. So, you can imagine all the feelings Mary would have felt. Actually, I don't think anyone can, but when I go to heaven, I'll probably ask her. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll ask Mother Mary that question. Like, what was it like to hear an angel tell you that? Like, how did you feel? Like, what was going through your head? I can't even, like, fathom. I can't even begin to comprehend. And I can't imagine anyone even believed that she was a virgin after that, you know? I mean, her own soon-to-be husband was like, what the heck? I actually want to read, I actually want to read you um, what Joseph was like during all of this. Um, and this passage can be found in Matthew chapter 1, verses 18 to 25. And it reads, So this is how the birth of Jesus the Messiah came about. His mother Mary was pledged to be married to Joseph, but before they came together, she was found to be pregnant through the Holy Spirit. Because Joseph, her husband, was faithful to the law and yet did not want to expose her public disgrace, he had in mind to divorce her quietly. But after he had considered this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him his name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what Lord has said, what the Lord had said about the prophet. The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. When Joseph woke up, he did what the angel of the Lord had commanded him, and took Mary home as his wife. But he did not consummate their marriage until she after she had given birth to the son, and he gave him the name Jesus. And this passage is actually titled under the subheading, Joseph accepts Jesus as his son. So I think that in in a sense already gives you an idea that Joseph, Mary's soon-to-be husband, was not on board with this. Like, he probably thought she had slept with another man just before they were about to get married. And, you know, like, I can't imagine the hurt he must have felt, but also at the same time, like, who's going to believe that you are a virgin and you are pregnant, you know? So Mary, I felt like she was truly a superhero in all of this, but I can also imagine the loneliness she felt. I can also imagine how isolating it must have felt um, to know that she is carrying a child, but she's a virgin, and who is going to believe her? You know, who is going to believe her? So, Joseph was like, what is happening? Um, You know, I'm going to divorce this woman. But then and there, in his dream, the angel came to reassure him in his dream. And that is literally the only reason why Joseph accepted this. So, you can only imagine what strangers thought of this situation. Um... I can only imagine the whispers and the judgment that went around. Um, There's so much judgment in our society today. Like, oh, I can't even begin to fathom what it was like for Mary to be in that situation. But I want to share the cutest um, little encounter that happened between Mary and Elizabeth, which I know all of you are familiar with all of these 
events, but it's Christmas season, so I want to, um, I want to re-narrate all of these stories to you guys. Um, so this chapter, sorry, this verse can be found in Luke chapter 1, verses 39 to 45, and it reads, At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea, where she entered Zechariah's home and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you bear. But why am I so favoured that the mother of the Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of the greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leaped for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfil her promises to her. How cute is that? Is that not my, the most like pure and precious thing? Like my heart, I cannot handle this. Like I can't imagine baby Jesus and baby John just leaping in their wombs together and just the joy that both mothers would have felt. Like that is, oh my God, that is the most cutest, most precious thing ever. But in all of this, I think to recognize and appreciate Mother Mary's obedience is I think the true message and is really important because her humility in receiving and fully accepting the Annunciation news from Angel Gabriel, like concerning her mysterious impregnation and the upcoming birth of Jesus, like God's son, showed Mary, well, showed a young woman of such, I would say, uncommon wisdom for her age or for any age that matter can you imagine mary for the long nine unbearing painful months of having to carry this incarnate word in her womb always wondering about this upcoming birth you know what or who jesus would truly be like what was in store for her life for the rest of her family life and imagine not knowing the greatest impact that this baby was going to have on this world. I'm sure she didn't know that. I'm sure nobody around her knew that. But also imagine not knowing how he was going to die. You know, as much as of the joy that would have come with bearing the son of man, I'm not sure she would have even had the thought of what it was going to be like when Jesus left this earth. Like, the death he endured was not even an option. So I can't imagine the pain and the heartbreak that she would have gone through. You know, what an incredible heartbreak for a mother to endure. But, you know, this is Mary's story. Imagine being met, like, imagine being met with a perfect love of God in the midst of your fear. You know, imagine that being for us. The same thing for us. Imagine being met with the perfect love of God in the midst of our fears and our struggles and our poverty and weaknesses and to be told the Lord is with you, to not be afraid. You know, that same sentence, that same sentence was told to Mary by the angel of God and that same sentence is told to us in the Bible by Jesus. And God was with Mary that whole time so if two plus two equals four then would that not make the same sense to us would that not be the same would that sentence not 
apply to us as well, that same sentence. You know, if Mary, if God was with Mary during such a difficult and trying time and the angel said to Mary, do not be afraid, the Lord is with you. And in the Bible, it says the same thing for us. Do you not think that the Lord is with us? You know, Mary's great faith and trust in the Lord is what makes a great follower of Christ. No wonder the Lord chose her to give birth to a man that was going to change the world for good. And Mary's response is a resounding yes as well. But imagine how many times must the fragmented memory of that angelic meeting just played in her mind over and over again. Like, why me? You know, imagine the how much fear and anxiety would have built up in her mind. She would have just replayed that moment, you know. But also, on the side of it all, she would have been happy. But can she be happy for long enough to not feel that anxiety and fear creeping up in her? And how many times, you know, after stomach cramps and pains or feelings of not, you know, being able to feel the baby move for a while, must the distressed thought popped up in her head like something isn't right here? Like how many times do you think that would have consumed her mind? But how perfectly did she live out this strong faith through in, though in spite of this real and human experience that she would have had to gone through sorry go through imagine that strong faith in spite of all the fears i'm sure she would have been able to live her calling again and again after hearing the lord is with her she would have felt like oh here i am despite my fears let it be according to the word of the lord Looking at Mary's encounter with Gabriel in this light literally aligns perfectly with how we see Mary through the rest of the Gospels. Like she travels to Judea to see Elizabeth. We see her at the wedding in Cana. She accompanies Jesus everywhere she's everywhere Jesus goes. She's there with other women. She sees she's at the foot of Jesus, you know, at, on the cross as her, she watches her son breathe his last breath, you know. I could go on and on and on about Mary's, you know, just the way she lived her life in such great faith and such great loyalty to the Lord. Um, and, you know, there's so much about her in the Bible and that I encourage you guys to read about because she is a true meaning of a superwoman. She's the perfect example of a superwoman and such a great example for us young ladies Um and I'm so lucky, or I would say all of this, as much as it would have pained her in the moment to, you know, be known as someone who fell pregnant but is a virgin, but no one for no one to know that she's a virgin, um, I can't imagine all the pain she endured and the judgment she received, but I'm so thankful that that happened for us to have such a great example to look upon and you know, Mary was indeed such a well-behaved, like so perfectly obedient to God's standards. She was willing to make, you know, waves. She was willing to stand up for what she knew was right. She would, 
go everywhere and anywhere with Jesus, but she also spoke her mind. You know, God indeed chose the most perfect person to give birth to our Savior. And I am so glad that during the season, we are reminded of such an incredible event and such an incredible miracle. Let's pray. Dear Lord, thank you that you sent your perfect son through our mother Mary. Thank you for saving us through his grace and for giving us such a perfect role model like Mother Mary to look up to. During this season, we pray that you continually remind us the gift of love and giving. And we also pray for those who might find this season difficult, who might find it challenging, who've lost their loved ones and who are struggling to cope with this Christmas season. We pray for all of those healing hearts and we surrender them unto your feet. We ask this in your precious name. Amen. Well, that's it from me, guys. I hope you enjoyed the second episode of the Christmas season. Um, I am so excited for the upcoming episodes. Today's episode was not like, you know, trying to learn something new, but to really reflect. And I think that's what it's going to be like for the rest of the Christmas season. I think this season is just a season of reflection of the events that occurred um, 2,000 years ago. Because I feel like we're so... We get so lost um, during the season of not remembering the true the reason for this season. So I think this is exactly why I wanted to talk about these events was this is a season of reflection and nothing that I'm going to be talking about is anything new. Um, so all of this is already what we've learned growing up um, or what we've heard about growing up or what's in the Bible already. So all of this is just going to be a season of reflection and just a little bit more of evaluating um, these stories because to read about Mary's journey is one thing but to understand the trials that she would have gone through is another so that is what this um, episode is basically about but I'm so sorry that it's is so long. I hope you guys enjoy the long episodes. I'm not sure. Um, I personally love long podcast episodes, um, but I hope you um, enjoyed today's episode. As always, make sure you are following us on the Bearing Fruit Pod Instagram page and all of these streaming services or wherever you listen, or not all of them, I mean, whatever streaming service you're currently listening on, uh, make sure you're following that page as well. But um, in saying all of that, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. I hope you guys have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you guys next Monday. Bye.